Welcome back to WBAI. This morning, WBAI is bringing you a special event. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons. As our country and our world weather the COVID-19 crisis, leaders of many faiths have been forced to reimagine what's possible when our churches, our synagogues, and our houses of worship are closed and large group gatherings are discouraged or even prohibited to slow the spread of the virus. The pandemic is reshaping the religious experience and challenging and strengthening our beliefs. Just a few days ago, Acting Queensborough President Sharon Lee organized a virtual interfaith vigil, enlisting the participation of a number of religious leaders from Queens, which is one of the most diverse regions in our country, as well as insight from elected officials from the borough. They talked about the pain of the pandemic, the valiant efforts of healthcare workers on the front lines, the struggle to get through this trying time, and the promise of better days. So over the next two hours, WBAI is bringing you this service, both here at 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. I encourage you to listen in and to find comfort and solace in their passages about faith and hope. The service is led by Acting Borough President Sharon Lee, who introduces each guest. Thanks again for tuning in. The pandemic has significantly been changing the way we pray how we practice our faiths. And if you've been reading the news, you see that social distancing and staying at home mandates are disrupting our traditions and also how we mourn those who've passed away. WBAI correspondent Celeste Katz-Marston has been speaking with New Yorkers about how their lives have changed for a series of what are called coronavirus diaries. And she talked with New York City controller Scott Stringer about the passing of his mother. You're listening to WBAI New York. I'm Celeste Katz-Marston. New York is the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic sweeping the planet. WBAI is collecting the stories of New Yorkers fighting their way through the storm. This is New York in Crisis, WBAI's Coronavirus Diary. Scott Stringer, New York City Comptroller. When I lost my mom to the coronavirus. She had been sick for the last few months, but once she got this deadly disease, it really was downhill. And she was a amazing fighter, a single parent, a former school teacher. She taught English as a second language to new immigrants. She ran for city council in the 1970s and actually won her election at a time when women were starting to actually win elections. It was always an uphill struggle for her. I remember when I was a teenager campaigning for her and voter after voter would say to her, why aren't you home taking care of your husband? And she would say, I don't have a husband. And and it went from there. And so we as a family mourn her loss greatly. She went to the hospital and they did everything they could, but of course it wasn't enough and she passed away. But I am very grateful to the EMS workers who took her to the hospital, think about the nurse who I would call during the day to see how she was, to the doctors who fought for her life. And they're doing this for not just, you know, my mother, but for mothers and fathers and grandparents. And I can't tell you, Celeste, how much they are the front responders, the frontline people who are the heroes of our country and our city right now. You can't have a funeral. In my case, you can't have a shiva. I can't see my stepfather 
because he's quarantined. I have two little kids, an eight-year-old and a six-and-a-half-year-old, and they don't know why we don't have a funeral, and they don't truly understand what's going on around them. And we're trying to talk to them and give them guidance. I tell them, and I'll tell everyone, there are better days ahead. We will beat this virus. Very comforting, even though there was no funeral. The messages I got from people, many whom I didn't know, uh, text messages, emails, Twitter responses, it really mattered to our family and to my wife. And it's very soothing. And I would hope that people are doing the same for others. You know, people think that it's all impersonal, but it's actually not. And I would really hope that people go out of their way when they hear of a tragedy or hear someone sick, contact that family member, contact that daughter or son. It is very uh, helpful and it's gotten me through this. Look, with this president, it's going to be pulling teeth to get the resources we need. It means we're going to have to step up all of us and fight for New York City. We also have to realize we're going to have to restart our economy. You know, I had said to the mayor, put money aside in all the boom years he had. After 9-11, after Hurricane Sandy, something always comes our way. And right now he's grappling with the fact that he didn't put away a lot of money and he didn't save like he should have. And we're going to have to recognize that going forward as we try to help the people who are most in need. This president should have acted as an adult relying on science and strategy rather than acting like the clown he has always been. I do think he has blood on his hands. All the people who are losing their parents and grandparents because he didn't understand what was coming his way. And I think that will be his legacy. My mother, like many of her generation, would say, don't agonize, organize. And there's no time to give up and throw up your hands. If my mother's passing is to mean anything, if the lives of the people who will not be here with us because of bad mistakes by our government, we can't walk away. I'm going to go do my job. That's what my mother would have wanted me to do. That's what she asked me to do every morning I woke up. And she would call with an opinion about Andrew Cuomo or this one or that one and what I should be doing. So I hear her voice and I know what I have to do. Scott Stringer is the controller of the city of New York. Stay tuned for more installments of New York in Crisis, WBAI's Coronavirus Diary and for the latest news and updates on COVID-19. That was our Celeste Katz-Marston. Visit WBAI.org to hear more of Celeste's coronavirus diaries. Now let's get to the interfaith vigil, led by acting Queensborough President Sharon Lee. In this first half hour, you'll hear from a number of elected officials, including U.S. Congressman Greg Meeks, New York State Attorney General Tish James, and New York City Public Advocate Jumani Williams. All right, so welcome again to this borough-wide virtual interfaith vigil uh, here in Queens. We are the epicenter of the epicenter of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, my name is Sharon Lee, and I have the honor of serving as your acting Queensborough president. Um, I'd like to ask everyone here to kindly keep themselves on mute uh, until it is your turn uh, in the program. 
We are streaming live on our website uh, as we speak, www.queensbp.org. And our friends at WBAI 99.5 FM radio uh, will graciously air this interfaith vigil in its entirety this Sunday, April 26. Queens is the borough of families, as we know and as we love. Uh, and here we have collectively suffered the loss of at least 2,800 souls. Uh, and we know that there are many, many more who have not been officially counted. Uh, and so it is not, uh, it is not an overstatement to say that very, very few have been left unscathed by, uh, by this virus and by this shared, uh, humanity's war against this virus. Um, and so we gather here together today, um, as one community to pray together for the lives lost, uh, and to uplift those frontline and essential workers who are moving mountains around the clock and risking their lives to ensure ours. And while the virus itself does not discriminate, this pandemic has magnified the, the deep inequities uh, and the deep deficiencies um, in access to care, to safety, to resources uh, at a very, very deep cost. Um, and it has also magnified for us who our essential workers are um, in our modern-day society. Uh, without their bravery, we cannot function. Without their work, we simply cannot survive. Uh, we are each very much part of a larger whole, especially here in Queens. Uh, and we will only get through this together uh, and stronger if we remain united. Uh, and so we are joined today by leaders from all across Queens, uh, both democratically elected, uh, as well as those who help guide our respective and shared faith. Uh, we will hear from them shortly for solace, for comfort, and for hope. Um, uh, first, I would like to thank my team at Queensborough Hall, uh, Anayeli Gomez-Bretain, my policy advisor, as well as uh, Chris Barca, Aldo Grillo, Mohamed Hack, and Manuel Rodriguez, Susie Tannenbaum, Kat Thompson, Avi Weinberg, Brent Weitzberg, and of course, my chief of staff, Vicki Morales-Casella. Uh, and without further ado, we will first hear from some of our Top elected leaders, uh, we have U.S. Representative uh, Gregory Meeks, followed by U.S. Representative Grace Meng, followed by Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz, followed by New York State Attorney General Letitia James, followed by New York City Public Advocate Jumani Williams. And then we will hear from uh, 10 faith leaders from all across the borough uh, in various forms of prayer, uh, and song and chant. Uh, and then we will hear from our other co-hosts today, uh, our democratically elected officials uh, from across the borough. Uh, and before we open the floor to the congressman, I'd like to just take a brief moment of silence for those lives lost. Thank you. Congressman Meeks, the floor is now yours. Thank you, Madam Borough President Sharon Lee, for your leading this 
call, which I think is very important. Let me thank all of my colleagues uh, in government, uh, starting with our Attorney General, Letitia James, and our DA, Melinda Katz, and our public advocate, Jamani Williams, uh, my uh, friend and State Senator Leroy Comrie, and last but far from least, my friend and colleague in the United States Congress, Grace May. We are living in unprecedented times, and I can't think of any way to start off but the first thing. Those women and men who have sacrificed much to make sure that people who must get to work, get to work. Those who are the bus drivers and trains and taking people to and from. Those who are our first responders. Those who are cleaning the floors and making sure that places are sterilized. Those that are working in the grocery stores so that people can get something to eat. Of course, those that are working in our healthcare facilities. So even in this time of despair, we see greatness among us. And each and every one of them are greatness and shows what it is to be human and to come together in a time of crisis. And that's what I am seeing throughout this borough right now, throughout this city right now, people coming together and sacrificing. And Borough President Lee is exactly right. I don't know of anyone that has not been touched by such tragedy uh, that has taken place with this coronavirus. But I see heroes and sheroes that have come and risen to the occasion. It lets me know and gives me the full confidence that we will get through this. It may be dark now, but the sun shall rise on the other side. And as long as we stick together, as long as we continue to work together, as long as we abide by and understand the rules of staying inside where we can and not letting this disease spread, we will be able to have a better day, a different day for a while, but a better day is, is sure to come. And we will be able to address, and I know that we'll work together to do that, some of those disparities that we knew even existed before this horrendous pandemic, but now has been magnified. And we're looking as your representatives to make sure that we repair some of those uh, injustices and disparities. We recognize the sacrifices that you make. And I thank everybody on this call. Uh, we will, we will, we will get through this and we will do it together. And, it, and let us stick with one another to show an example of what is happening in Queens because we are the most diverse borough in the country. And we can show and lead and our togetherness as we fight this horrible pandemic and, uh, and get a hold of it. So I thank everyone uh, for being here. Uh, and I know it's tough times right now, but joy comes in the morning. Let's make sure that we pray together, we stay together, and we will then be able to celebrate together once we are able to end this pandemic and find the, uh, the vaccine that we need to find. Uh, I close just saying testing, testing, testing. And we look to be coming through every community to test folks uh, in regards to uh, this, this, this pandemic and this virus so that we can test and then track. And that's how we'll get it over. Thank you, uh, Madam Borough President. Thank you, my colleagues in government. Thank you, religious leaders, for coming together this evening uh, so that we can speak in one voice. Thank you and have a good evening. Thank you, Congressman.
Next, we have United States Representative Grace Meng. Good evening, everyone. I'm Congresswoman Grace Meng. And first, I want to acknowledge and express gratitude to our uh, beloved Queensboro President, Sharon Lee. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you to you and your team, not just for convening us here today to feed our soul, but also what you and your team have been doing on the ground every single day, spanning the borough, feeding the hungry, and taking care of those in need every single day. Uh, thank you to my colleague and my friend and my leader, Congressman Gregory Meeks. Um, one of the small bright lights is that I get to be on the phone with Greg more often than usual. And not a day goes by where he doesn't remind us of how much more we need to do for the people of this borough and city. To our great Attorney General Tish James, our public advocate Jumani Williams, our District Attorney Melinda Katz, and to all of my city and state colleagues, thank you for your fight every single day for our people. And especially to our faith leaders, you know the hurt that our communities face uh, every single day, and you've heard the stories and you know the disparities probably better than all of us. And you take care of our constituents and our communities every single day, and we thank you for that. We gather here to recognize those that we have lost here in the borough, uh, way too high of a number, and we honor their heroic sacrifices made by them and their families. They are our frontline workers, our essential workers, to a uh, majority of them women, majority of them people of color. Uh, Queens here is the heart of the epicenter of this virus. And it has truly indeed impacted each of us in different ways. And to the families who have lost loved ones, all of our hearts um, collectively go out to you. We have a lot more work to do, especially in our federal government, and we pledge to do right by you and your families. And again, thank you to the families of our essential workers, from the grocery store workers, sanitation, our police department, law enforcement, and especially our healthcare workers. New Yorkers know uh, all too well the bravery that so many New Yorkers displayed when they rushed into the burning towers of 9-11. Uh, and now we watch uh, our brave frontline and essential workers rush in to take care of people suffering from the coronavirus without a second's delay or thought about their own safety and families. So we want to say thank you. These workers have done this with limited protection, and we need to work to do better. And we pledge to continue to stand together to build a better future and once again say thank you uh, to the people and the family of Queens. And thank you again, Madam Borough President. Thank you, Congress Member. Next, we have the District Attorney of Queens County, Melinda Katz. Good evening, everyone. Um, I want to thank the Borough President, Sharon Lee, uh, and everyone who is on tonight. Uh, I want to thank our Congress members for fighting so hard, Congress Member uh, Meeks and Congresswoman Meng, 
for fighting so hard in Washington. And every single day we watch the TV and we see how we are fighting tooth and nails for the services, for the tests, for all that we need here in New York City to get what we need and to get what the federal government ought to be doing for us. And we know that you are down there uh, fighting that fight every single day. To our Attorney General, who uh, I speak to quite often, who has been amazing and a leader on so many issues. Uh, one of them is price gouging in a way that uh, really calls these companies to task in a time of crisis. You shouldn't be making a profit off of this crisis. Uh, and uh, she holds them to task every single day. So thank you, uh, Attorney General um, James and Jumani Williams for fighting that fight. Uh, the Queens District Attorney's Office is running all by Skype, uh, all of by video conferencing. Um, and it is a, a remarkable uh, situation that we are in right now. Uh, many of our people, just like everyone else in this borough, are sheltering in, working from home. Um, and I do find with the constituents and people that I'm talking to from Queens County, it's a time of introspection. It's a time of family. It's a time where people are growing close with relationships that might have uh, felt, you know, siphoned out through the years. And they're gaining back a lot of the friends and family um, by Skype and, and, and by Zoom uh, and all of the ways that we do that. But it is a time for our spiritual leaders also uh, need to need to know that they have people relying on them and they know that every single day uh, There are folks that whose prayers I heard uh, when I had the coronavirus uh, I got prayers over the texts over emails uh, I heard church leaders in church uh, Stating my name and it was such a comfort to me I do think it's important that we all check on all of those folks that we know that have nobody and and that's important to me you know, I People say, why do you feel blessed? Because I always say I feel so blessed. I feel blessed because I get to shelter in with my children. And there are those out there that are lonely and seniors that don't have anybody to reach out to. And I think it's important that each and every one of us reach out to at least a few people who we know don't have other folks. At the same time, uh, as the DA, I need to ask our spiritual leaders uh, to please make sure that we understand what's going on in people's houses. Uh, I've created a domestic violence hotline which is 718-286-4410. And although it's counterintuitive, the numbers are going down. We know it's because people are not reporting. We know it's because they feel like they have nowhere to go. We know that a lot of people do not want to get police or the DA's office or social services involved during this pandemic because they don't know where it's going to end. We are here for them. We will help in any way possible. So please, uh, you know, know that we are still functioning and working to provide those services. To all of the leaders that are on this call, we are Queens Tough. Uh, we have shown that in the middle of this pandemic, in the epicenter, we have shown that we are still here for everyone who needs us. So thank you to all uh, of the electeds and all the spiritual leaders and everyone that brought this together today. Um, we will get through this, as the congressman says, and we will come out the other side. And history will define us and they will judge us on how we dealt with this pandemic here in the city of New York and here in the state of New York. And I, I only hope that they judge us well at the end. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you, Madam DA. Up next, we have our New York State Attorney General, Letitia James. So I want to, um, again, thank my colleagues, acknowledge my colleagues 
um, Congressmember Gregory Meeks and Congressmember Ming and District Attorney Katz and Public Advocate Williams and to all of my state and local elected officials from uh, and friends from Queens. Um, I keep you in my thoughts and in my prayers. To all of those who have lost loved ones, I too pray for you as well. To the amazing, amazing Queensboro President Sharon Lee, thank you for your leadership in bringing us together to um, honor the lives of all of those who have lost their lives during this pandemic, which has taken a incalculable um, death toll, both uh, close to home and worldwide. Uh, thank you to all of our first responders, to our clergy, to our essential workers, to our neighbors, and uh, for all of those who are gathering this evening to honor our loved ones that hail from the great borough of Queens. We pause to pay tribute to, to over 14,000 lives who have been lost in the state of New York. Um, Queens with over 40,000 COVID-19 cases remains the epicenter with more infected residents than any other borough. Over 2,700 people have lost their lives um, to COVID-19 in the borough of Queens. And so I urge everyone to um, remember their faith and to remember that worrying does not take away um, tomorrow's troubles. Um, it takes away, uh, it takes away today's peace. Always remember that your present situation is not your final destination. And remember that when, scar, when the sky is the darkest, that's when the stars shine the brightest. And so many of you um, have been stars in thinking about others before you think about yourselves. I pray for all of your souls and your loved ones. I pray for the borough of Queens as you cope with the enormous loss. This virus, unfortunately, has revealed racial fault lines, and we do know that it's a direct result of policies that have resulted in communities of color um, uh, living with poorer health outcomes and economic outcomes. And uh, I do know that our members of Congress are responding to that crisis as well. As a city, we mourn the loss of spouses and parents and siblings and loved ones. And we do know that there are individuals who right now are suffering from depression. And um, we pray for those as well, and we urge that they reach out. And those who are suffering from domestic violence, um, love should not hurt, and you, not, you are not alone. Through the pain, we will continue to find the strength and rise as a united city stronger than ever before. I'm confident of that. Determined to heal and to honor and to commit to lessons learned. During this moment of reflection, it is important that we recognize the thousands of people who are still battling the virus and going to work each and every day on behalf of you and I. And while, and while we are far from the end, there is brightness to acknowledge. Infection rates are starting to decline. Our curve is starting to flatten. But as the Congress member mentioned, we must continue to test and track and hope that a vaccine will come to an end. In the, in the meantime, social distancing is our, our best defense. I will continue to utilize all the powers of my office to go after those who are engaging in price gouging, engaging in scams, funeral homes that are raising costs, that are raising prices. We will continue our inquiry and investigation into nursing homes all throughout the state. We will continue to advocate with the governor of the state of New York to craft executive orders that take into consideration the needs of New Yorkers as we do on a daily basis, as well as with the city. As one borough, one city, and one state, we renew our resolve to salute the lives lost of our loved ones 
and double down on our ability to be a more united people. Because as we come out uh, together on the other side of this, we're going to come out stronger and more united. So may God bless each and every one of you. And remember, as our faith, as our united faith teaches us in all of the religions, that this too, my friends, shall pass. Thank you, General James. And of course, now we have our public advocate of the city of New York, Jimani Williams. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, peace and blessings, love and light to everyone here and everyone who is listening. Uh, thank you to uh, our Congress members, Meeks and Meng. Uh, I know you just uh, got us some additional funding that we're looking forward to hearing what's in it to get to the folks uh, that need it the most, uh, to our Queens District Attorney and, of course, our Attorney General uh, to exchange for the work that you're doing. Uh, and special shout-out to uh, our Board President uh, Lee for bringing us all together. And also, uh, I appreciate, I believe, what you show, especially at the beginning when many of us were pushing uh, for more action and for standing with me when I called. And I know sometimes I, I swing hard. I go for the fences. Uh, but I appreciate uh, you being there and pushing, uh, knowing that we had to be a little bit bolder. So I appreciate that very much. And all of our faith leaders who are here today, uh, I was excited when I was asked to join this because I uh, am also a man of faith. And as was mentioned, uh, there are a lot of people who, uh, who are losing. Uh, as mentioned, 14,000 plus an additional over 4,000 uh, who are assumed uh, to have uh, uh, passed from COVID. That's almost uh, 20,000 people. And I try to remind folks that that's 20,000 individual people who had names and faces and histories and families who are mourning them and aspirations and don't want us to get lost in numbers. But I am also a man of faith and, uh, and I believe in the most high and I try to walk with God. Everything I do is that. Uh, and the book I happen to follow is the Bible. Uh, but I'm glad this is interfaith because I try to find myself comfortable anywhere I am where the Most High's name is being lifted up. Uh, I'm trying to be comfortable anywhere I am where there are just generally people of good conscience lifting up good, lifting up goodwill, lifting up in light. Um, and that's that's what we need right now. It's, it's 100% clear as we're moving forward. And, you know, this virus does not discriminate. Uh, it, we lift up all experiences of a social, economic status. Uh, unfortunately, our plans and our policies and our responses do discriminate. And so we've seen bigotry. Uh, we've seen disparate resources uh, being affected to people. Uh, we've seen communities being more affected uh, than other communities. Um, some of that is because of the structural inequities that we knew about coming into. That wasn't a surprise. And some of it is just uh, um, we didn't have the right plans to respond in an equitable way. And those are lessons we have to learn as we move forward uh, and lessons uh, that I'm hoping we just don't forget. And I invite everyone to go to my website, advocate.nyc.gov. We have put a plan forward um, as well. But what's most important now is that we have a space where people can come in their faith, can come in their belief, and take some time. It's harder than folks think to take some time and center yourself and take some time and ground yourself. You would think if you were at home, it becomes easy, uh, but it's not, especially if you're around your family all of the time. And so uh, this is uh, really important uh, that we get grounded in just good vibes and just good thinking. And uh, I'm just happy to be here uh, as a, a person of faith 
because I know good things happen when people of good conscience and good faith come together. I'm going to also be pushing for uh, funding in the budget specifically for houses of worship because we know in the communities that have been hit the hardest, it's the houses of worship that are the connective tissue. And we got to make sure they don't get left out in this conversation because they will be critically needed uh, to get and connect people to the resources uh, that have to get us through here. So uh, we're going to get through this as uh, hashtag one New York. Sometimes it feels like uh, we're alone, but hashtag alone together as we get through this. And just uh, the book that I read, it, it assures us that uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, that's the operative word, uh, not just a smile, uh, not just happy, but joy. It cometh in the morning. There might be some casualties, but uh, I am assured that that joy will be there if we keep moving forward. So thank you, uh, Ball President Lee, for giving me the opportunity. Peace and blessings again to everyone. You've been listening to a special presentation today, an interfaith vigil led by Acting Queensborough President Sharon Lee in partnership with faith leaders and elected officials. The vigil was held virtually this past week, and it recognized the thousands of lives that have been lost in Queens, the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic, and for the frontline and essential workers that are valiantly working to treat those sickened by the virus and save lives. I'm Jeff Simmons, host of WBAI's Driving Forces and City Watch. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, and streaming at WBAI.org. You can help control the spread of coronavirus. Here are some guidelines from the federal government and the state of New York. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after coughing or sneezing. Avoid touching your mouth, your nose, and your eyes. Keep your distance from other people when you must go outside and stay at home if you feel sick. Keep the surfaces that you touch often cleaned and disinfected. That includes doorknobs, light switches, and countertops. For more information, go to coronavirus.gov or ny.gov. Protect yourself, protect your community, and stay tuned to WBAI for the latest news on COVID-19. Brazon, Interim Executive Director of the Pacifica Foundation. First and foremost, I want to thank our listener membership for participating in the Pacifica Bylaws Amendment vote and referendum. Many of you are not aware of the results, and so I'm here to share those with you. 65.2% voted no, and 34.8% voted yes. There are more detailed information on your local station website, as well as on Pacifica.org. We also may have one to two more opportunities to vote for amending various portions of the bylaws this year. Thank you again for your continued support of the Pacifica Foundation and all of five stations. Thank you. Manat Gerstein from Manat Gerstein Inc. Helping nonprofits is what we do. Nonprofits are working in overdrive to respond to the pandemic. They're running homeless shelters, providing health and mental health services, caring for kids in foster care and homebound seniors and those who are hungry and much more. They're also delivering educational entertaining content straight to our homes 
and they're doing it all with less. So let's come together to support nonprofits today. Look for the hashtag support nonprofits on social media to learn more. I'm Anat Gerstein. You are listening to non-corporate, non-commercial WBAI 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. You've been listening to a virtual interfaith service organized by the Queensborough President's Office. In our first half hour, you heard from a number of our elected representatives. Now, as we continue with the Queensborough President's Interfaith Vigil, you'll now hear from our faith leaders as they talk about caring for our neighbors, doing good, and finding ways to worship. First up uh, will be from the Jamaica Muslim Center, and we will be hearing from Imam Shamzieli. Good evening. Um, Assalamu alaikum and a peace and blessing of God be unto all of us. Um, thank you, Madam Borough President, for this opportunity. It's such an honor to join our leaders from the government and my colleagues from the religious leaders. Um, I just wanted to say briefly, number one, that without any doubt, this is the magnitude of this pandemic is beyond our human comprehension. It is a reality. It is a fact, a painful reality and a painful fact. Um, in this deeply challenging moment, it reminds me um, a phrase in our tradition that says, tie your camel and trust your Lord. In other words, that we have to take every possible way to protect ourselves. And we keep remind, reminding our community to protect themselves and while trusting uh, our Lord, the Almighty. Um, I just wanted to remind myself and all of us just one point that the COVID-19 basically is teaching us quite a lot, but one of the most important teaching that we need to learn from it, that we are living in a very different world. This globalized world is characterized by interconnectedness. There is no single human can live without the others, and no single nation can live, can survive without the others. And so COVID-19, I think, reminds us that within the beauty of and the richness of our diversity, we are all one single human family, that we must develop a sense of love and compassion, especially during these challenging days, that we must share with one another in joy and sadness, in time of easiness and in time of difficulty, that we must appreciate for one another's share and contribution for our common good, oh, and that our world is a very shared for all of us to protect. So with that, let me say my prayer very, very, very briefly. O oh, merciful God, in our hands, in your hands, all the dominions of the heavens and the earth. During this deeply challenging and dark moment, we turn to you for help and protection. We turn to you in our weakness. We turn to you in our fear, worry, and anxiety. We turn to you with full trust and hope. Strengthen and keep those who are in the front line to save lives. Heal those who are sick. Help those who lost the source of their income. God, we also beg you to protect all of us. Bring back normality to us, stabilize our community, heal and save our world, and let us live our lives back normally. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Amin, Amin, and thank you so much. Thank you, Mama Lee. Next we have from the New Greater Bethel Ministries, Reverend Dr. John Boyd II. 
First, I give, I give honor and praise to God and the Lord Jesus Christ for the life, health, and strength he has given, given everyone here today. To our borough president, Sharon Lee, to our county leader, Congressman Gregory Meeks, to Attorney General Letitia James, Public Advocate Jamadi Williams, Dis- District Attorney Melinda Katz, and to all our elected officials, and to my fellow clergy, and to all of you that um, have joined us this um, today. I share with, with you these words of power and transformation. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I will heal their land, and our land needs a healing. Matthew 18 and 19 says, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Today, let us stand in agreement for the healing of our homes, communities, our city, state, nation, and the world. God in this moment has allowed a great pause in our nation and the world to reevaluate what is really the true value of our existence on this earth and to reconnect back to God. For you can live in the richest and most powerful nation on this earth, but yet it does not have the power to stop the death of over 40,000 people in America. Only God can give us the power, knowledge, and divine direction to access and find a vaccine for this deadly virus. Can we let's join hearts and pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, make of all things the God who holds our tomorrow. We come to you today representing first the world's barrel, who's under attack by the world's pandemic. We pray for all of those who have lost loved ones and have family members and friends in our hospitals. We pray and ask for God's divine supernatural protection over our families and this great borough, Queens. But not only Queens, but the entire city, state of New York, and the nation. We pray for all of those who are in authority, all the decision makers, that they would acknowledge you first, God, and ask for your divine direction. As we are in this season of Passover, We apply the blood of the Lamb of God to every doorpost, every lintel of every life. We pray that where the precious blood is applied, that the angel of death would pass over. We pray for all of those on the front lines of this battle, doctors and nurses, EMS workers, maintenance workers, police department, fire department, MTA, transportation workers, cashier, delivery personnel, shelf stockers, and all essential workers and all our elected officials who risk their lives every day for the betterment of humanity. We pray for the unity and safety of our nation and this world in the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And to public advocate, Jermani Williams, thanks for looking out, the ho- looking out for the house of worship. Thank you, Reverend Boyd. Up next, we have from the Church of St. Mel, Father Joseph Fonte. May the grace and peace of God our Father and the love of Jesus be always with you. We read in the book of Lamentations, my soul is deprived of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. 
I tell myself my future is lost and all I have hoped for. All of us, regardless of what tradition we come from, can relate to those words. If they're not coming forth from within us, they're coming from those who we love and whom we're called to serve, who we are worried about and whom we wish to help. So brothers and sisters, I thank you in the name of Christ for bringing us together and allowing us to be instruments of his love, healing, and peace as we collectively work together to support each other in faith and hope and love. Um, we are in the Easter season, and we continue to thank God for the light that shines in the darkness. Jesus, who comes to be with us, as we read in uh, John's Gospel, how when he came to be with his friends, Martha and Mary, at the death of their brother Lazarus, um, he cried. We're told he wept. Uh, but he asked them for faith in the midst of their sorrow. And so as leaders of faith groups, we continue to ask and beg the Lord to give us the faith and to give us the wisdom and the strength to, to help our people to see the light. I often take comfort in the saying, uh, it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And darkness is very real and very threatening. And yet the light is powerful within the darkness. So I thank you for allowing me to testify to that this night. Uh, in the words of Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? I hope in him. I hold firm and I take confidence and hope in the Lord. I might just offer this final prayer. Almighty and eternal God, our refuge in every danger, to whom we turn in our distress. In faith we pray, look with compassion on the afflicted, grant eternal rest to the dead, comfort to the mourners, healing to the sick, peace to the dying, strength to the healthcare workers, wisdom to our leaders, and courage to reach out to all in the name of love, so that together we may give glory to your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Up next, from the Hindu Temple Society of North America, Dr. Uma Misarekar. Dr. Misarekar, if you can hear me. You're going to want to unmute yourself. Yes, I did. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, oh, Lord, uh, you are the giver of life, the healer of pains and sorrow, the giver of happiness. So creator of the universe, send us your purifying light and lead our thoughts in your ways. You are the primal God, the ancient being. You are the supreme refuge of the universe. You are the knower and the one to be known. And you are the supreme goal, the universe pervaded by you. We pray to the Lord daily, morning, afternoon, evening, every minute, to grace the grace and blessings on everyone 
to be totally free from this horrendous disease inflicted thousands and thousands of people all over. May the souls of those who perished rest in peace. May all those in the hospital recover fully. And may God give strength, wealth, and health to all the healthcare workers, doctors, first responders, and all others who have successfully completed their humane service to the community. We also pray in the essence of spirituality, knowledge, mother, creator of the universe, and God, against and preventing or removing all sorrows. We keep repeating this, but we need to do this over and over again. Our physicians, nurses, and social health care workers, as well as all the first responders, have been working 22 out of 24 hours a day. May God give them good health, bless them for their welfare. And in fact, protect all the living beings on this planet Earth from this horrendous crisis due to the spreading of the viral infectious disease known as Corona, causing this great horrible situation to human beings. I pray to the Lord for the blessings and peaceful ending of this crisis soon. Relieve us from destructive, severely aggressive, infectious disease. On behalf of the Hindu Temple Society of North America, I'd like to convey that our prayers are there morning, afternoon, evening, as I said. And we look forward to the day where all of us can meet, shake, if not shake hands, at least hug. We haven't seen each other in a long time, which has never happened in our lives. We need to see each other. We need to talk to each other. We need to hug. We need to express our love and affection. We look forward to those days and we pray for each and every soul who is around us. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Misarekar. Next, we have from the Promised Church, Pastor Ben Hur. Thank you, Ms. President. Uh, first of all, it's a great honor and joy to be a part of this special occasion. There is a common saying, if you want to fly faster, go alone. But if you want to fly longer, go together. Thank you again, President, for opening the door of a wonderful harmony of community leaders and religious leaders like this. Let us pray together. Father, thank you that your name is a strong tower where the righteous can run to you and are safe. We pray for those on the front lines of this response, including health officials who are working around the clock to protect us. Give them supernatural wisdom as they seek to create a vaccine and antidote to combat this virus. We pray for courageous first responders in the medical field who are working for the health and safety of our communities in hospitals, clinics, and emergency rooms, as well as nursing homes. We pray for you, you to grant wisdom to community leaders on both national and local levels regarding actions to be taken to protect the citizens they serve. Be present now 
to people who need your healing touch due to COVID-19. With the feelings of isolation from people, receiving treatment and those under quarantine. Father, now we pray for those who lost some of their family members during this difficult time. Their grief and pain should be still beyond description. We especially ask that you would comfort the loved ones of the departed. You would fill their sad hope to meet again in the morning of resurrection and wipe the tears from their eyes. Finally, Father, thank you that you are the source of hope and that you will fill us completely with joy and peace because we trust in you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Next we have from the International Ahimsa Foundation, Dr. Nita Jain. Good evening and Jaijinint to all of you. First, I would like to say thank you to our Queensborough President, Sharon Lee, for doing amazing job during this very severe crisis we have never faced before. Second, I would like to say thank you to all the honored elected officials who joined us earlier and all the faith leaders. I'm here representing International Ahimsa Foundation, which is based on Jain principles of nonviolence. And I'm going to recite Jain mantra, which we call Navakar mantra. But before that, I want to tell you what Navakar mantra means. Is. So Navakar mantra is the most profound mantra of Jainism that is universal and the most powerful. This mantra addresses the divine qualities and attainments of all the saints and spiritual souls in this world. Now, Kar Mantra is beyond the boundaries of religion, race, color, and creed. It is general in its appeal and profound in its message. Chanting this mantra regularly with devotion and dedication can destroy all our sins and bless us with wealth of spirituality and universal peace. So first I'm going to recite the mantra and then I will tell you the meaning of that. Ramo Ramo 
is as i bow down to the souls who have escaped from birth and death cycle i bow down to all siddhas the completely liberated souls i bow down to all acharyas the spiritual masters i bow down to all upadhyayas the preceptors i bow down to all the saints and spiritual souls in this world can destroy our all the sins and bless us with wealth of spirituality among all the auspicious mantras this mantra is the principal one and at the end i will say om shanti om shanti om shanti three times of recitation of shanti dedicated to the first one and the second shanti i'm praying but the third one i'm praying for universal peace more than 2500 years ago lord mahavira said live and let live and that is much more needed today than ever in our lives that means protect yourself and protect others so we have to practice all the rules and regulations our government is telling us means wear your mask wash your hands and keep social distancing with all those rules and regulations rise above together with faith and love god bless all of you jay jinendra thank you dr jane you're welcome next from the reform temple of forest hills we have rabbi mark kaiserman wonderful to be together with such an honored group i look ahead to our gathering in person next in celebration and joy last week and the journey through the desert that journey all started with a plague so too are all of us on a journey the end isn't so clear the possibilities are overwhelming but the sacred land ahead is one we all strive for search for and hope for we may not know what's in the distance but we know it's in the now we have the capacity to make the most of each day to make sure that when we find in the future the greater greater freedom we seek that our time now was well spent that we come out of this time better dear god so many are risking their lives to make our society succeed so many are sick and needing our strength so many have died whose memories we hold close help us to make every day an adventure full of possibilities help us to use our time to be the most it can be and not a waiting room until tomorrow the present is a gift let today be the day when we find a way to do more when we check in with our neighbors when we connect to our family near and far when we join with our religious communities our school friends stranger 6 feet away on the street behind that mask and always in love caring and hope 
Tomorrow will be the blessing we seek. If we make today the blessing it can be. Amen. We're going to take a short break. Please stay with us here on WBAI. question for May Day 2020. The global pandemic has punctuated is the name Friday, May 1st, 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. to WPFW in Washington and WBAI in New York as workers and union organizers around the globe offer analysis on workers' rights and well-being and how the people can create a worker-centered world. All power to the people. Which side are you for, my daughter? Which side are you for, which side are you for? 5FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons. This morning, we're bringing you an interfaith vigil led by Acting Queensborough President Sharon Lee and featuring words of comfort from faith leaders and elected representatives. But first, here's our Celeste Katz-Marston with another story of a New Yorker affected by the pandemic. You're listening to WBAI's Coronavirus. My name is David German. I live in Watermill, New York. My wife, she um, has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It's got to be about six years now. I am the main caregiver. I have not been going to the city. Our business is closed. So it's really a 24-hour a day I am taking care of my wife. Everything from bathrooms to feeding and every minute you have to be very alert. Things can go wrong. Trying to keep things as normal as they ever were before. At the stage Linda is at now, she does not understand the uh, virus. So we've had this conversation many times, but she doesn't understand why we can't see other people. On the flip side of that, she's happy that I am here nonstop. Whenever um, I have to go to the city for work, it's disrupted that I that is been a positive for her. We hold hands all the time. 
And I think that's a, a very important thing. The physical contact, the smiling, the never, for the caretaker, never get upset in front of the person with Alzheimer's. If you get mad and, and raise your voice to the Alzheimer's patient, they will not remember it. But you, as a caregiver, will never forget it. It will always be on you. So devastating to the family, to everyone involved. Don't ever try to do this yourself. Get a hold of the Alzheimer's Foundation. Use their helpline. Speak to people. Get all your friends. We, this, this makes me cry. Our friends have been phenomenal. They, you know, right now they can't come to the house, but they're always there. Our daughter's wonderful. She lives um, with her boyfriend in New Orleans, but comes up as much as possible. Your friends, your family. And I always say, you know, even if even if um, you got to make people feel guilty that they didn't call, go ahead and do that. Keep everybody involved, because if you try to do it yourself, you're not going to make it. I think the thing any any family involved in this, the only thing you have is hope. I'd say we're going through it together. And um, she really appreciates it. At least a few times a day, she'll, she'll give me a beat. She won't. I'll do something. You know, we're holding hands. Um, I'm helping her go to the bathroom or whatever. And um, she'll say, I love you. That's a home run for me. That's enough. Just that, that reward. My wife just raised her hand because I think she wants to talk to me. Just say hello. Just hello. Linda? I don't know anything. Okay, just say hello. That's all. Who is it? It's, it's a radio interview. Huh. It's Linda. <laughs> Stay tuned for more installments of New York in Crisis, WBAI's Coronavirus Diary and for the latest news and updates on COVID-19. As we consider our traditions and our rituals, many of us on this day would have been joined in a communal experience, but that has changed. What has been lost is faith in community. Even people, what is happening is unfair for a loving God. Let's continue with the vigil. Next, we have from the Sikh Cultural Society, Gurdev Singh Kong. Really Mr. thankful our borough president, Sharon Lee, and her staff who gave us the opportunity to gather today to making the prayers. And we hear our elected, our U.S. race man and our Attorney General, the Stisha Jam, and our loved one is District Attorney Melinda Katz and the Public Advocate William. All the religious leaders, special thanks, because we knew now the time is very crucial. We are passing this time, during this time. All our elected officials working hard for our community, for our humanity. They're working for the New York and the Queen. 
and we are living all together. We united all together. We praying for each other all together. We helping each other. The Sikh community is always when they pray, they pray for the whole human being. Especially the one day when we receive the call from Jamaica Hospital, they need the gloves and they need the mask. And we have a Sikh culture society, we provide them so quick this same day. And we especially thanks for our own prayers because the and even our own community people from the Queens, their family suffering their pains, we share their pains, we making the arrangement for their funerals, we getting the help from our all the city agencies, and we are especially praying for our front lines, like our doctors and nurses, MDA, MTA driver buses, NYPD, all the essential workers who take care for us. So now I'm going to say the few words in Dumkar Satnam Kartapur Knarpa Narva Gor Prasad Jap Ad Saj Gad Saj Happy Saj Nanak Hosipi Saj. Now we can translate in English. There is a one God, true is his name. He is the creator, he is without fear, he is without hate. He is timeless and without form. He is behind birth and death. He entitled one. He can be known as the Guru Grace. Mediate on the name. He was true when he, he will always be true. And we are praying for the people who have no food. We are trying to be our elected official and everyone. We are all to unite together. We are like living like brothers and sisters, but we are very proud of our elected official, especially who doing this crucial time. Because each and every one, we love them, our elected official. They all the time they come to the Sikh Culture Society and they give us respect. We always very proud of them. So please, we are whoever the Lord has and peace. Only the priest doing the prayer. We don't let anybody in because now the social distance and we give all our community to tell us what the government to saying to us. We especially thanks our New York State Governor and our Mayor Blasio. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Kong. Uh, for those of us who just joined us, we are streaming live uh, on our website, www.queensbp.org, as well as YouTube. Um, we've had over the course of the past viewers uh, online. And as we mentioned, the vigil in its entirety is being recorded and will play on WBAI 99.5 FM this Sunday. Up next, uh, we had Father Mike of All Saints Church. Unfortunately, we understand that he is indisposed at, uh, at, at the church, um, and he sends his regrets. Um, and so then up next, we have from the congregation Mahane Kodash, Rabbi Yossi Mendelssohn. Avinu Malkenu, our almighty, all-knowing, and infinitely merciful, you have answered the prayers of our ancestors in times of trouble. Please answer our humble prayer this day. Please protect those who have dedicated their lives in the service of others. Give us the strength 
to learn and to remember the lessons and that we endure. Help us to be contagious for good and for joy and not for anxiety or, God forbid, for illness. Help us to see that gam ki eleich begates al mavis, although we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, ata imadi, you are with us. Now I offer a prayer of the night time. Hashkivenu avinu l'shalom, our Father, v'ha'amidenu man, and raise us up to life, our King, our Protector. Rosalenu sukas shalomecha, spread over us the shelter of your peace. Besaknenu be'etza tova milfanecha, and save us. Direct us with good advice from before you. Haser me'alenu oyev dever v'cherev v'ro'av v'yagon. Remove from us all enemies, famines, and troubles, and remove the nation to blame from in front of us and from behind us. Uvetzel kinofecho tastirenu. Cradle us in the sheltering cover of your blessed wings. Kiel shomrenu matzilenu ata. For you, our God, are gracious and merciful. Shemor tseisenu uvoenu. Meata viarolam. Guard our going and our coming. Amen. Thank you, Rabbi Mendelssohn. And finally, but certainly not least, from the International Buddhist Progress Society, the Venerable Yo Wang Shur. Um, for our president, oh, sorry, okay, thank you. I'll mute my microphone. And then um, thank you for having us because um, I think the Buddhism and the uh, join this interfaith in the prayer and the vigil. It's also um, very important to including. We are standing for international also with the devotees organization, Buddhist Life International Association. Since this um, coronavirus in it started in the world, and from the February 14th and February 1st, and then our master, Grandmaster Xingyun, already um, had a prayer and then also we hosting, um, encourage all our members all over the world, the five, five, five continents. We have a chant that 250,000 times the Heart Sutra are frontline workers. And until now, the online service and every week in all over the world and then comforting all our devotees, our community, our congregations, each mem- every members. So I, today I would like to do a prayer from our master. It's a partial from the lyrics and then the song as a be the light. And I believe later on that we'll have the link and then for everyone to, um, and then also very encouraging. For so the prayer is, prayer from the Grandmaster Xingyun, the founder of Foguangshan International Buddhist Progress Society in the United States. O great compassionate Buddha, we pray for guidance all through the dark. 
we pray for the pure. Pray for faith in each kind. May we find peace. May we find peace in the silent hope it is in the midst of it all. May we be the light. May we give joy, convenience, and confidence to one and all, all through the night. May we do good. Speak good, think good, and may we be the light, Buddha. We pray. We pray for all of our leaders to make the right choices. May the compassion you have told us shine through the universe, and may we all be the barrier of your noble truth. May we find peace in the silence. May we always do good deeds, speak good words, think good thoughts, so that we have be the light. We pray for your survivors to deliver from suffering and recover their good health. Please help the deceased be reborn in the Buddha land and rest well in peace. May this world be free from this pandemic. May each and every one of us be safe and well. May kindness, compassion be pervade. Oh, we cherish and build affinity to benefit all beings. May chant pure land and precepts inspire equality and patience. May our humanity and gratitude give me rise to grace. Namo Dhammaya, Namo Sangaya, Omitofo. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to give deliver this prayer by our Master with, with Buddha, Omitofo. Thank you, Venerable Yowang. And now we will hear from our uh, fellow co-hosts, uh, elected leaders from across the borough. Uh, we've got uh, state senators, um, Leroy Comrie, Senator Michael Giannaris, Senator John Liu, Senator Jessica Ramos, and Senator Toby Ann Stavisky, who I believe are on the call. Um, I believe some of our senators have uh, indicated that they would like to say a few words. Uh, I'd like to open the floor first to Senator Comrie. Can you hear me? Yes, okay, great. Um, I want to thank the board president, Sharon, and everyone that's participating today at this interfaith service. We need prayer to get through this thing. We need also to be vigilant in our responses and our actions and our deeds. Um, 
And I hope that everyone can continue to rely on each other and rely on our faith, rely on our ability to communicate, uh, to make sure that we continue to inform our community uh, that they need to stay safe, they need to stay vigilant, they need to wear masks, they need to do the things to be careful. Past this epidemic, past this crisis, I know we can when we work collectively together. So I just want to thank everyone for participating and encourage everyone to keep their voices high and mighty as we try to move past this epidemic. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. I believe Senator Michael Gianaris would like to say a few words. Uh, thank you, and let me thank uh, the Acting Borough President Sharon Lee for her leadership in organizing this for us. Uh, my first year of uh, elected office was the year of 9-11. I thought that would be the most um, deaths I would have to deal with among the people I represented. Obviously, that's proven tragically incorrect. Uh, where we now find ourselves arranging uh, video calls for people with their loved ones who are dying in the hospital because they can't uh, get access to them. It's a horrible, horrible tragedy we're dealing with. Um, and obviously too many have, have already been lost and unfortunately we expect more to come. Uh, while tens of thousands of people have, uh, have perished, we have tens of millions of people who are uh, without work and we can't see that's, that's coming, um, struggling to get unemployment benefits. Uh, for those of us who are in government on this call, uh, I know they're all concerned about this as I am, that we have to focus our efforts, yes, on the health and safety of, of the people we represent, but also um, on the ability of people to provide for their families, to provide food, to pay their rent, um, and to continue to um, do what we can to help people get by and get back on their feet after this difficult time. So I just want to thank everyone on this call who's already working in that regard you to um, make this home. Thank you, and thank you to all the faith leaders also for lending us your spiritual guidance today. Thank you, Senator Gianaris. Up next, Senator John Liu. Thank you, Madam Borough President, for bringing us all together, and I'm so grateful to our incredible faith leaders for bringing us some peace in this time of turmoil. I don't want to belabor the point. I certainly echo what Senators Comrie and Gennaris have said already, and I agree with everything that the well, – thank you. Hello. Uh, we have Senator Jessica Ramos. Hi. Thank you, Borough President, for bringing us together and for allowing me the opportunity to join in such a beautiful display of the diversity and unity that Queens is and hopefully will will ever be. Um, and I think that it has allowed us to really think about the morals and the values that we share as a society, particularly during the, such uh, a great and for um, us to think about how it is that we can put forth uh, real solutions to the problems that have risen during this pandemic. And I think um, above all, the first thing is to come together just like this, um, recognize uh, and pray for those uh, who are afflicted, um, 
remember those who we've already lost here in our district. Community leaders, including and um, Father Joaquino, uh, here in, in, in District 13. Uh, we miss them dearly already. Um, they were very important uh religious leaders in our community. Um, and um, I think that overwhelmingly what we believe in is to love thy neighbor and to love thy neighbor in the real sense of the word. And for us legislators, that should translate into public policy that really is reflective of the uh, may have in order to. So I want to thank all of my colleagues. I miss everyone. Uh, very dearly. It's good to see everyone. Um, and those are the things that I look forward uh, to working together with all of you on um, so that we can make sure that once again, like every time, Queens can show the world that coexistence is possible and that we can do it the right way. Thank you. You are listening to non-corporate, non-commercial, WBAI 99.BAI.org. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons, and I thank you for tuning in this morning. If you are new to WBAI or a longtime listener, please consider taking a few moments today to support WBAI. We want to continue staying on the air and bringing you fresh and insightful content, also content that's inspirational, like the vigil this morning. It's important during this pandemic to support the nonprofits you believe in. So if you can, please give us a call at 516-620-3602 and become a BAI buddy. Give a sustaining contribution of even to give to that's the nomi.org or you can text WBAI to 41444 and follow the prompts on your smartphones. On behalf of the WBAI community, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support, and thank you for believing in the power of progressive radio. You're listening to WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, and streaming at WBAI.org. You can help control the spread of coronavirus in the state of New York. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after coughing or sneezing. Avoid touching your mouth, your nose, and your eyes. Keep your distance from other people when you must go outside and stay at home if you feel sick. Keep the surfaces that you touch often cleaned and disinfected. That includes doorknobs, light switches, and countertops. For more information, go to coronavirus.gov or ny.gov. Protect yourself. This is Lydia Brazon, Interim Executive Director of the Pacifica Foundation. First and foremost, I want to thank our listener membership for participating in the Pacifica Bylaws Amendment vote and referendum. Many of you are not aware of the results, and so I'm here to share those with you. 65.2% voted no, and 34.8% voted yes. There are more detailed information as well as on Pacifica.org. We opportunities to vote for amending various portions of the bylaws this year. Thank you again for your continued support of the Pacifica Foundation and all of five stations. Thank you.
everybody and everybody. Wash your hands. My people up town. Wash your hands. My people downtown. Wash your hands. People from the West Coast. Please listen close. Take your time. Wash. Use a lot of soap from the front to the back. Back to the front. Sing the hook where you at. That's exactly what we want. You catch a little fever. Shortness of breath. Slight little cough. You feel it in your chest. You should call your doctor. Doctor know what's best. Don't go running to the hospital because you could be a threat. Coronavirus. I'm your host, Jeff Simmons, and this morning you've been listening to an interfaith vigil led by Acting Queensborough President Sharon Lee. In this final half hour, we'll bring you more words of reflection, of inspiration, from our elected representatives. Uh, Senator Joe Adabo, I do see that you're on. Would you like to say a few words? Thank you, Madam Vice President. Let me express my deep appreciation to you and your team for, uh, again, organizing this and bringing us together. Uh, to my colleagues in government, thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, to our religious leaders, thank you, because it's prayer that gets us through these rough times. Um, I, too, served after 9-11, uh, even after Hurricane Sandy, and I saw then that only by working together and a lot of prayer, we get through these tough times. Right before we got on tonight, I was listening to music, and I was reminded of, reminded of the Beatles song, We Can Work It Out. Uh, we will work it out. I am positive that uh, both during this crisis and in the aftermath of the crisis, we will work it out by working together uh, and pooling our resources and sharing our deep passion uh, for helping others and getting others through the tough times. We will work it out. Thank you. Thank you, Senator. From the uh, New York State Assembly, we've been, been joined by a number of members, um, and I just got a count from my team. We've had over 500 unique viewers online uh, over the course of this vigil, uh, and, uh, and once again, we thank our partners over at WBAI for streaming this uh, on uh, Sunday, April 26th. From the New York State Assembly, uh, the vigil is co-sponsored by Jeffrey on Aubrey, Edward Bronstein, Michael Dan Decker, Andrew Hevesy, Blur, Kathy Nolan, Stacey Pfeffer, Melissa Modis, Clyde Vanell, and David Weprin. Um, first, I'd like to open the floor to Assemblyman Edward Bronstein, if you'd like to say a few words. Thank you, uh, Borough President, and uh, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to participate in this. Um, it was um, uh, helpful and um, comforting to hear from all our different faith leaders and, and also express our essential workers, um, the first responders, uh, who throughout this crisis have given us hope um, that we will get through this uh, and we will come out stronger. Um, so once again, I just want to thank you for the opportunity um, to co-sponsor, and I feel that for me personally, um, in this emotional time, uh, it was helpful to hear from all our religious leaders um, uh, and to, to have an opportunity uh, to reflect on those that we've lost and, and thank all those who are working so hard for us. Thank you, Assemblyman. Would you like to say a few words? Thank you, Borough uh, President Lee. To um, what Reverend, I don't see him now, Reverend Boyd said this is, this is a world pandemic, 
we are the world's borough. And I think that all of us, to all of the imams, rabbis, and reverends who prayed for all of us and for the city and for Queens, I think about all of those family members who dropped off loved ones at the hospitals only never to see them again. I think about all of the first responders. It just reminds us and how we don't take it for granted. I thank you all for your prayers for all of us on this interfaith um, Zoom conference, as I think it's necessary, no matter what you, what you call him or her, God, Abba, Yahweh, we have to remember that it's his name or her name that we call out when we lose our loved ones. It's his or her name that we call out when we ask for strength in times like this. And I know together we can always get through it. Thank you, Borough President Lee. Assemblymember Heinemann. Uh, Assemblymember Clyde Vanell, would you like to say a few words? First, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Borough President Sharon Lee for putting this together. Uh, I'm also um, humbled to be here uh, with my colleagues in government uh, from Washington, uh, from City Hall, uh, from Albany, and from Borough Hall. And I'm also humbled to be here with all of the uh, clergy members and the leaders in faith. I'm hum happy. It's very interesting to see how, you know, people are, in, at times like these, people are looking for answers. We're looking to Washington. We're looking to Albany. We're looking to City Hall. We're looking to Borough Hall. And we don't have all the answers. This vigil was very important because you are the ones that bury, uh, that bury our dead, that baptize our, our born, that marry our couples. You're the ones that provide that faith that, and that spiritual leadership so desperately need right now and that the community needs. And, and I really thank all of you for providing that comfort and that leadership that I need to pour into and that our community needs to continue to pour into. Thank you. And it just shows how powerful of a borough and how diverse a borough that we have with our, with our spiritual leaders and with our, our, with our legislative leaders. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Assemblyman Vanell. Up next, Assemblymember David Weprin. I'll take that as a no. No, no. I'll unmute myself. Oh, wonderful. And then if you can turn on your camera, that would be great, too, so we can see you as well if you'd like, but uh, certainly not required to. We can okay, hear you, I, though. I don't Thank want to turn you. it on. <laughs> on the bottom left-hand corner. If bottom left-hand corner. Mm -hmm. The second uh, icon from the left, it'll say video. Okay. Do you see that? I just pressed okay. Is there we go. We can see you now. Yeah. Lee, uh, for bringing us all together uh, with uh, my colleagues in government, uh, our faith leaders. Uh, it's very inspirational. We're coming together uh, as a united Queens, uh, as a united community. I, too, uh, like many of my colleagues mentioned, uh, was elected immediately after 9-11. We lived through that. We lived through uh, Superstorm Sandy. Uh, but this, of course, uh, is probably the, uh, the biggest tragedy uh, in our lifetime uh, and all of our collective lifetime because the amount of people that have been affected, uh, the loss of lives, employment, 
the loss of um, family members. Uh, it's wonderful that we've all come together uh, with the diversity of Queens, uh, with all of our uh, fellow elected officials uh, to mourn together, uh, to salute our first responders, our heroes uh, on the front lines, and of course, to pray together uh, with all our wonderful faith leaders in Queens. So uh, thank you for bringing us all together, Borough President Lee, and thank you for allowing me to participate uh, to mourn, uh, salute, and pray together with you. We have a number of members uh, who are joining us today. Um, we had at some point uh, Adrian Adams and Costa Constantinides. Um, I'd like to give the floor first to Councilmember Karen Kozlowitz, the delegation leader. Hear me? Yes, we can hear you and see you. Thank you, Councilmember. I want to thank you very, very much. This was wonderful. It, it, this is what Queens is all about and getting everybody together. Not one of the worst. It is the worst thing that I have experienced in my entire life. And I, I just wish everybody good health and for the people that aren't with us anymore and some of them are very close to us, I wish they rest in peace. And thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. Thank you, Councilmember. Um, I thought I saw Councilmember Danny Drum. Is he still on in the room? Okay. Um, no, I'm here. Lord. Thank you very much. Thank you, Madam Borough President, for bringing us all together. I think that uh, that's what Queens is about, is us all being together. We come from many different nations, from far and wide, to live in the borough of Queens. And uh, Queens is the home um, of many, many immigrants. Uh, Queens is the borough of nations and the world's borough, as it's been described. So today, I'd like to just call attention to our immigrant communities, particularly our undocumented communities, because many of them are still left. Programs that are made available to the work of our congressional delegation in Washington to make sure that they are included. Uh, so I'd like to call attention to them. I'd like to call attention to the marginalized, to the LGBT community, to our trans community, so that they not be forgotten uh, during this crisis as well. Many of them suffer. I represent Elmhurst Hospital in the City Council, and I've been over there and physically seen uh, what is going on there. That hospital is filled to capacity, and it's mostly all who use Elmhurst Hospital. So to me, there's nothing worse than being alone in a country, not knowing its language, its customs, uh, and yet having to go through uh, a crisis like we've had to go through. So let's not forget those who are marginalized, those who suffer from the glaring uh, disparities, racial and economic disparities that uh, still exist in many of our communities that this virus has actually brought forward and made many of us recognize and see in a way that we haven't seen before. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to the clergy and this and the end will come. Thank you, Councilmember. Councilmember Barry Gredenchik. Thank you, Borough President. Uh, thank you, uh, one, for organizing this uh, most wonderful uh, interfaith gathering, uh, albeit a virtual one, but as someone said, we will get together soon. And I want to thank you for your own personal kindnesses uh, to me, and I want to thank uh, everybody. Um, as some of you may know, uh, I am uh, a COVID victim, um, but uh, myself, my wife, and my son 
um, are uh, well on the way for that. Um, and thank you for whom I am uh, blessed to know um, personally uh, for their tending to the uh, flock of queens, uh, so to speak. Uh, these are very, very difficult times. I was on the phone today um, with leadership at Long Island Jewish Medical Center and uh, my largest nursing home as well with some of my colleagues uh, this morning. And we know the difficulty that everybody is facing. I am uh, so proud of our uh, frontline workers and our first responders and um, my seniors doing uh, incredible work. Uh, really have nobody else uh, to have reached out to them. So I want to thank all of them. Uh, my colleagues have spoke so eloquently. And just, you know, on a personal basis, um, the governor has spoken that every fatality and every victim is a person. And uh, the first person that I learned of passing was a gentleman named Mel Doby. He was um, one of the leaders of the Hilltop Co-op, which I share uh, with Assemblyman Weprin and Senator Comrie at Francis Lewis and uh, Hillside Avenue. And I thought of the name Doby, and um, many of you who are baseball fans may know that Larry Doby was the second African-American uh, in major leagues after Jackie Robinson. And the last conversation I had with Mel, I asked him if he was related. It never dawned on me before. And we spoke for a few minutes, and now his voice is silent forever. Um, we are thankful uh, for his life and for the lives of all those we've lost. Uh, may their memories be for a blessing always. Please stay safe. Please take care of each other. And I will see you, God willing, all as soon as possible. And thank you again, Borough President Lee. Thank you, Councilman Gredenshik. Uh, at some point over the course of this vigil, we were also joined by council members Bob Holden, Rory Lansman, I. Danique Miller, uh, Francisco Moya, Paul Ballone, and Jimmy Van Bramer. Uh, and certainly last, and certainly not, certainly last but certainly not least, uh, the floor is to uh, City Council Member Donovan Richards. leadership. Uh, it's during these moments when you get to see those who uh, will rise to the occasion. And I want to thank you for putting food in the hands of many people uh, around this borough who would certainly go hungry if it was not for your leadership. So I want to thank you uh, for everything you've done, including uh, coalescing all of the agencies around us to ensure that we hold them accountable as well for our residents. Um, I literally just got back. I was a little late because I, I was um, at Flushing Hospital just a little while ago. And, and without a doubt, we need to certainly uh, thank our frontline workers who are out there each and every day uh, ensuring that um, they, are, they can save lives. But we know that they're facing a lot of trauma themselves. So I want to thank them because without them, you know, we would be nowhere. We wouldn't be able to get through uh, this tragedy. Um, the other uh, folks I want to thank are just the volunteers out there who really come uh, forcefully, as I've learned through Hurricane Sandy, uh, even as a government official. Uh, it is the people on the ground uh, who really can move things. And we've made a big difference in everyday uh, Queens people's lives, individuals' lives, just through the volunteerism. So I want to urge people to continue to do that uh, because that has made uh, a huge difference. Uh, let me just, 
and I, I don't want to be long, but certainly uh, Senator Ramos hit on a few things, and that certainly is the inequalities that we see. And of course, this virus does not discriminate, but we know that we know as a representative of the Rockaways that have been historically hit very hard uh, whenever crises happens in this city. So uh, I look forward to working with you, working with everyone to ensure that from a budgetary and a policy aspect, that we look to continue to address these issues. Our faith leaders certainly spoke on it today. Faith without works is dead. So we have a lot of work uh, to do, and I want to thank them, uh, because if there was ever any time we've needed faith, as you know, our hospital leadership said, uh, it's specifically in St. John's, we had uh, over 100 people in the morgue. That's, and that's, those are family members, uh, very nonchalantly, but these are people uh, these are people who've lost their lives in our community and may their lives not be in vain. I want to thank you for holding this visual once again, uh, Madam Borough President. I look forward to working with everybody on this line. May God be with all of us. Thank you, Council Member. Um, and before I conclude, I just want to thank again my team uh, by name, in particular, Anayeli Gomez Bertain, Chris Barca, Al Ed Hannenbaum, Kat Thompson, Avi Weinberg, Brent Weitzberg, and my chief of staff, Vicki Morales-Casella, uh, for bringing all of this together. This could not have happened without all of their dedication and hard work. Um, leaders on in this room, I want to thank you for sticking through the entire vigil, uh, and thank you for your service. I know that we have a shared um, shared purpose right now, and that is uh, in the name of public service, uh, whether it be spiritually um, or democratically. Uh, and please stay safe. You have been listening to an interfaith vigil organized by the Queensborough President's Office. We thank Sharon Lee, the acting Queensborough President, for making this possible for WBAI to broadcast. As we bring this special to a close, I ask you to consider the unique moment we're at in our lives. There is much sorrow, much struggle, and much pain in the world around us. All of us are experiencing some level of anxiety, loss, suffering, and even sacrifice. But amid this, there are signs of hope and of joy. Think about the neighbors and friends and family members on the front lines. And think about those who are stepping up to challenge racism and xenophobia. And also, consider the acts of kindness that have been emerging. There will be light at the end of this darkness. My thoughts are with you on this day, and I wish you good health, and that you may emerge from any pain to find peace and love.